0: what's going on everyone it's another episode of left side heavy the podcast presented by blue wire it's your boy jevin lafave and on this episode i welcome back alex day from overtime sports you can also know him know him as um overtime day it's a great episode we cover um the unfortunate passing of Dwayne haskins little masters nba and nhl talk yeah it was just a great episode um who are some contenders who are some pretenders in both leagues who's a dark horse favorite yeah it was just it was unbelievable and uh, it's always a good time having this uh having alex day on so i hope you guys enjoy the episode uh be sure to leave a rating and review everywhere you get your podcasts apple spotify wherever and be sure to follow the youtube um f side heavy post uh, full videos there sometimes i'll uh, post some clips as well but yeah I'll let you guys get to the episode now. Here is Alex. Enjoy the episode. Thanks. It's episode 93 of Left Side Heavy the podcast presented by the one and only Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host Jevin Lefave. And on this episode, I have the pleasure of welcoming back Alex Day from Overtime Sports. You can also refer to him as Overtime Day on all social media platforms. Alex, man, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a it's been a while, man. It's almost uh, approaching a year. Now, how you been, brother? I've been
1: good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah. We were just talking before. I think, uh, I think it's been almost 365 since last time, or maybe a little bit less. I, it was, it was during the NBA playoffs last time I was on. So I appreciate you having me back on.
0: Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been a super long time and I've been following, uh, following your stuff and you just keep, uh, keep growing your content and, uh, I ha- I want to like kind of pick your brain about that because I think some of the stuff that you've posted is absolutely hilarious. Like at tailgates, like what would you do for a giant Super Bowl or what would you do for a Yankees World Series win? Some of the answers are unbelievable, but I want to ask you how you got into that and how you kind of connected and uh, with overtime and started doing content for them.
1: Yeah, so I um I I used to I actually used to work for the Yankees. I I was always doing broadcast. Um, but I was on the production side of things. And then during COVID, I got furloughed like so many other people. And while I was looking for a new job, which was not going great, I started doing my own content. Um, what it didn't go great at first. And then I kind of rebranded uh, in the beginning of 2021 to really lean into more social media content. Um, and, and TikTok is an app that's really designed for people who are trying to be creative. You know, it, Instagram is a lot of news now. You don't see a lot of creativity on on Instagram. Um, and I started leaning into TikTok and it went well. Um, and then in the first half of 2021, I was doing it on my own. And then Overtime reached out to me and I started working for Overtime in July of last year. Uh, it's been a wild couple months. And as as you just mentioned, I've really been doing a lot of that interview stuff as well. I love I love interviewing people in general. Like I, I, I could just talk to people all day. Um, but I also love sports fans. Like, yeah, we all love sports. We watch sports. We played sports growing up, but like, there isn't enough recognition of how great sports fans are. And, and, you know, sometimes you think people are too much and, you know, I don't really see it that way. It's like, that's, you know, Fans make sports, and and I think, um, yeah, a lot of the like so much of of the clips and stuff have have gone viral and they're hysterical. But also, just like I don't know, it 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 restores my my faith in 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 uh, you know why we're all sports fans. You know, it's like just pure yeah. passion and that we'll do anything for our teams and our favorite players.
0: Yeah, because when you take the bubble years, for example they they weren't tough. Good. They, like tough. they were they were a tough watch on tv because you didn't have that atmosphere to kind of like just like take in and you see playoff hockey playoff football didn't really go through it um as bad as like hockey and nba did but like when you throw the fan a- fan aspect into it it just yep. makes the experience so much better so you always get some people who are like fans make it worse. My mom likes it without fans rather than with fans. And me and my dad both look at her like she's a completely like complete crazy person. Yeah, it's I'm like, with you on that. Like nothing. It doesn't make any sense to have no fans. But yeah, it's they do. They don't get enough credit. I agree with you there. Yeah, what? Um, sure, yeah. When you connected with Overtime, did they tell you what you were going to do, or did you get uh, some freedom with that choice of, like, I'm just going to, like, interview people and just, like, kind of ask them some cool questions to get the best answers possible?
1: Yeah, so when when they reached out to me, they were looking to start their sports betting vertical, you know, it's a space that's been growing like crazy in America and, and really, you know, in other ways, catching up with other parts of the world like in, yeah. in England and, and Europe um, so that that was really what they reached out to me about growing the sports betting vertical but the other approach to it is if you're a sports better you're probably a huge sports fan and it's hard to just carve out a space doing straight sports betting so we we wanted to to create something that was really sports betting adjacent where like you know it's not you're not jamming sports betting down your throat like. Like you know, had, trying to also have some fun while talking about numbers and sports betting and and uh, really incorporating and, and weaving in sports betting to just sports fan content that really anyone can relate to because so many people are new betters or new to the space and and we we really decided we aren't going after like the hardcore better. Hardcore betters would definitely enjoy the content, but it's not hardcore betters wouldn't go to us for like picks or anything, but it's more to just for the content and, and the, the entertainment value. And, and part of that is, you know, sports betting adjacent.
0: Yeah. That's uh that's awesome, man, because you've really, do you, uh, do you run a podcast yourself? Cause I've seen you do like posting videos of it or were you just doing spots on a podcast?
1: Yeah. So what, what we started doing um, is, Overtime decided that they wanted to lean into this concept called, uh, we, they don't have an official name for them yet, but we've been calling them micropods and it's basically a podcast and we'll sit there and we'll do like a dozen topics same way any other podcast would. Um, but as of right now, they, they aren't pu- putting out full shows. So every week about a dozen topics will come out that are really tailored towards social media um, And then eventually those are going to turn into longer podcasts. So they're kind of doing it in reverse order, which is interesting. Um, And, and they're pretty new to the space. So it kind of remains to be seen um, how that, how that goes, but it's been cool so far where it's, it's grown. um, A pretty consistent audience. I was doing it for a couple of months with uh, two guys who were on the bachelor uh, who were working for OT, but then uh, their contracts ran out, unfortunately, but um you know still carrying it on with two guys who work at overtime and you can watch that on uh the the page is called at overtime locks on instagram and tiktok
0: yeah because like you said oh like sports betting is just growing like crazy and you even see like a wildfire yeah you see leagues promoting it Yep. and yeah because when you like that's the eclipse that i've seen when you do a podcast is like hey what parlay are we putting together like I got like this is last year. I got like I got Bengals money line and uh Jamar Chase anytime touchdown kind of yep. thing. What do you guys What do you guys think? And then like bouncing around, then you are like, hey, comments below. What do you guys think? What's your favorite play this weekend? So that's what I kind of i I get scared of sports betting because like I'm broke as slippery it is. slope. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. I'm just trying to like I dabble every once in a while, but um back to like the interview parts yeah uh, before we kind of get into the topics i sent yeah, you yeah, yeah what's some of the best like responses that you've gotten where it's like either just caught you off guard or just like giving you a good laugh like what's some of the best reactions to a question that you've gotten man there have been a lot there have been a lot you know one one thing i found um
1: and and you know i've, I've definitely grown a lot doing this and, and realizing what works and what doesn't but the more simple the question, uh, the better the answer. Yeah. Cause you're, you're putting people on the spot who, you know, 10 seconds ago, they didn't even know they're going to be doing this. Um, and you know, something that's like kind of evergreen. Uh, so, you know, that's, that, that's, that's kind of my, my template, something where they don't have to think and something that, you know, it doesn't have to do with who do you think is going to win the game? Because by the time I put out the video, that game's probably already been played. Yeah. Um, but so, some of the funniest, I would say, uh, you know, I, there it was a Jets asking a Jets fan what he would do for a, uh, a Super Bowl. And he he said he'd give up his virginity, which confused <laughs> me because it was like, wait, so are you a virgin or are you not a virgin? Like, are you trying to go back in time? or, or like n- Now we're talking about time. And, uh, and I, that was a funny one. Uh, There's a girl at Ohio State who said, uh, you know, you can cut off one of my toes especially the smallest one. I don't need all of them. Uh, Giants fan said I'd give up Popeye's chicken, you know, two-piece Tuesday, dollar night. Yankees fan said uh, he would name his firstborn son after Aaron Judge. And uh, I'm trying to, I I don't even remember how that one went. Man, there have been, a Red Sox fan said he just tore his ACL. He would give his other ACL. (laughs) Um, you know, that one question of what you would give up, you know, I, when I do these interviews, I ask more questions than that, but that question just draws like, uh, and as I'm, as I'm talking the hurricanes, just go up two to one on my Rangers a minute into the third period. You hate to see that. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that question has just given me some, some, you know, funny shit, man, really like, like stuff that I just have to stand there and, you know, I, I like, you know, I, I was outside Yankee Stadium for opening day. And, and I, I said, hey, t- tell me about this jersey. It was a Jason Giambi jersey. And
0: uh, That's a name I haven't heard in a while. That's
1: a, that's a name you thought you weren't going to hear ever again. Yeah. And this, uh, <laughs> this woman's like, oh, Jason Giambi, I got this jersey in 2002. Uh, he's always been my freebie. And her husband's standing right there, freebie as in, like, you know. Hall like pass. Hall pass. Yeah. And I'm like, that's an interesting choice for him. <laughs> For uh, for a hot for for a freebie,
0: husband goes, yeah, chicks dig the long ball, like, <laughs> like you know,
1: just out of control,
0: out of control. That's uh, the sound bites you can get from different fans. That's what I love about your your stuff because you just find the craziest characters, and they're like the die-hard, like stereotypical, like Yankees fans, like the fitted cap backwards, baggy clothes. Either it's either a Yankees jacket or a baggy Yankees jersey. Yeah, long and shorts. I, I,
1: I hate to judge people, but like so much of it is you look for who the characters are. Like, yeah, you know, which guy
0: I, is going to give me the best? Yeah, or which and, person and is gonna also, give
1: me if this person came across my phone, like, would, would there be a certain amount of shock value to them coming? You know, if, they, if yeah. they have stickers on their face, they have their face painted, um, there's probably a good chance they're going to say something ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's easy. You got to get the views, man, but you also it's just your it. entertainment. As much as it is the views, you want to enjoy your time. You don't want to get weird, like, bad, like, one-off answers, like, one-word answers. You got to get the best of the best. So you want to keep yourself entertained while you're doing it, you know? You're trying to have some fun.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But, uh, yeah, so uh, let's get into some topics here. And I want to get the tough news out of the way first because, unfortunately, Uh, the NFL lost a very young, promising quarterback. Uh, Dwayne Haskins did unfortunately pass away a few days ago. I have the article up here. Um, On April 9th, he was coming home from a training session with other NFL stars in South Florida. And unfortunately, on the highway, he was struck by a car and passed away uh, 24 years old he's gone way too soon. And yeah, I just wanted to ask your reaction to the release of this news and Dwayne Haskins passing away. Cause it's just, it's so unfortunate. Everyone can have their opinions on any player, but to see a life taken from us is just, it's heartbreaking, especially at such a young age.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like it's heartbreaking. You know, I, I don't really have that much else to add, other than like, like just really devastating. And then I was I was annoyed how, uh, of course, Adam Schefter's got a lot gonna, of backlash. I was going to ask his, you about he, that. It was yeah, a little, it was it was undeniably insensitive. But then I, you know, the other part of that, the the part of it that bothered me was that then, you know the conversation changed from Dwayne Haskins passing away and and really how tragic that is to the covering of it, because, you know, that's not really what it's about, but um, really, you know, really sad for his family and friends and, and uh, Ohio state community. I I know, you know, Steelers and, and, uh, and, and Washington as well, but yeah, heartbreaking, really heartbreaking
0: because i was excited to see if he could change his game around at pittsburgh because like say what you want about him at the pro level he balled out in college and i really thought like going to pittsburgh they've been one of the, probably the most steady organization in the history of the nfl like they've never had a bad image any time they get drama within their organization they part ways with those involved you look at ab Le'Veon Bell, any other coaching staff involved. Mike Tomlin, yeah. Mike Tomlin is, like, one of the best head coaches in the NFL. And Dwayne Haskins, I feel like he really could have got something going there because they just – the reputation Pittsburgh carries is so good. And I I think he could have at least – if he didn't have a future in Pittsburgh, I really think he could have had a strong future somewhere else because he could have developed under the Pittsburgh organization. And it's just – I was, yeah, I was so taken back from that news. I woke up to a text from my buddy saying that he passed. I was like, it immediately woke me up. And, yeah, it's just, it's terrible, terrible news. Yeah, shocking, yeah. But uh, prayers to the Haskins family, and I hope they all are well in the future. But we'll, uh, we'll move on. We'll shift sports here. And uh, 2022 Masters came to an end. And Scotty Scheffler, this guy has been red hot lately since 2022, since the beginning of February, he's won four out of his last six starts, including the masters. He's went from 15th ranked to number one prior to the masters winning three out of his last five. And then he just wins the masters. One of the biggest golf majors golf tournaments in the entire world, man. But like, you caught the you caught the Masters, I assume, or at least kind of followed yep. some of it. What were your uh, thoughts on this year's Masters and Scotty Scheffler winning, man?
1: Because Yeah. I mean,
0: b- first of all, the guy is like white hot right now. He's yeah.
1: just, he, he is uh, he, he's as he's hotter than a fox in a forest fire, as I'd like to say. I I had I had a couple thoughts. One is great tweet by Max Homa who said if you're going to four putt on the uh, the the 18th to, to still win the masters might as well six putt because people were laughing at him, but I think it's such a cocky move that you can four putt on 18 and still win the masters. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of awesome. I, lo- I love that. He, he, I thought was just such a boring guy. Like I thought it was a really boring masters. Yeah. Um, You know, he dominated, he, he didn't, you know, there was no flair about it. Sunday, no drama. The guy, by the way, looks like he's 40 years old. The fact that he's I I think, 25, yeah (laughs) really really surprised me um (laughs) but uh yeah like i'm curious to see you know how long he's going to stay this hot obviously he'll come back down to earth a little bit um in many ways i think the story was was honestly tiger being able to come back and uh you know tiger remains king
0: yeah One thing I want to say about Scotty because I didn't... This guy, any situation he was in, anytime he found himself in some sort of trouble, he puts the ball to, like, four feet within the hole. And it's like, this guy was under a tree and needed this shot to get close to, like, tap in, and he would do it. So he just looked so in control. And then you see the quote that he says, and like he was having like major panic attacks before the final round. He said he was crying like a baby. He had his, he had to have his wife calm him down. He said he couldn't handle all the pressure. And the next thing you know, he comes and just stripe show on the final round and holds the lead was able to four put and still win like stoic. Yeah. Just yeah. an absolutely, just an absolute gamer. Yeah. Big balls, big balls. But, yeah, Tiger Woods uh, finishes plus thirteen, tie forty seventh. But I think it, all attention was just that Augusta very hilly, and he was just able to play seventy two holes, and I thought that was just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that that was in my like that's what I'll remember from this Masters. Yeah, for sure. But uh, one uh, one last thing about the Masters: Rory and uh, Morikawa both hole Etic. out. Hole out from the bunker on the 72nd hole. Rory was eight under that round. I know. Asinine. He, he, and I loved, I loved
1: his celebration after his yeah. shot too. Throws the, throws the <laughs> wedge. Just, yeah.
0: Fire me, gas me up. Gas yeah. me up. I love that. More of that. And the funny thing is, is that he went bunker to bunker right before that. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs>
1: You know, I, I don't know the the financial difference between second and third place, but him him holding out there from the bunker. I mean, that had of he, you know, won him a couple million dollars. I I got to believe.
0: Yeah. Or at a least a thousand at least. Yeah, you know? yeah. A few hundred thousand at least. Yeah, sure. But he uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, he quote he was quoted saying like that was the happiest he's ever been on a golf course was either the 72nd hole or just the final round? Because, I mean, he was eight under, and there were so many opportunities for more birdies, too. He could have had, like, one of the best rounds in PGA history. Yeah, not but, late. but by the way, I looked it up. That
1: shot won him $600,000. <laughs> oh, that's Wild. unbelievable. Wild. That is... That'd be my reaction, too, if I won (laughs)
0: $60,000. I would have been running around naked on the 77
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: (laughs) I would have been like, hey, Scotty, I want to share that green jacket, please. Is that okay? But no, Masters, uh, everyone looks for drama on the the back nine. But, I mean, Scotty was just ice in his veins. And at least we got some Rory content and, and a successful Tiger playing throughout the yep. weekend absolutely but camera went out there there we go but uh we'll move over to the nba and uh i haven't talked about nba since um more and more teams got eliminated but the lakers the lakers are done eliminated Amazing. After, after being the second favorite to win the whole thing they missed the playoffs Give me your two cents about the Lakers season and just how big of a failure it was.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a complete debacle and you know, this is why uh, this is why some guys coach, some guys play and some guys are the GM because it's tough to do. uh, It's tough to do all three. And uh, LeBron might go down as the best player or second best player of all time, but uh, not a great GM, not a great GM. And, and, did I think they're going to miss the playoffs? No. Was I a believer in them before the season? No. Like the team was old as hell. And, and it's been a while since Russell Westbrook has been an efficient player. Um, like, you know, his, his plus minus was ghastly on the year. And the, the whole team was old. And uh, shockingly enough, they they all got hurt. Anthony Davis, of course, we know what kind of talent he is, but it's been a long time since he's played like a stretch of games at a consistent. Anthony Davis. I couldn't tell if you froze or not.
0: Yeah, sorry, my uh, my internet cut out there, and I had to re- reboot it because I realized I was on the extender and it was shit. But carry Where- on.
1: You you wanna um you wanna restart the Lakers at the at the Lakers?
0: Uh, yeah, you were uh, you were talking about um how it was just a debacle and how you weren't a believer in them at the start. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I wasn't a believer in them really ever. I didn't think they were gonna be quite as bad as they were, but I just it's a young man's sport like not even late, but sport and shockingly enough, a bunch of guys who are 38 years old are not going to be able to stand for 82 games. And, and, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook, I thought I, I felt bad for him, but also his plus minus was atrocious and, and his inefficiency, um, was so, it was so clear that that was never going to work. I don't know what they were ever thinking. Um, it didn't make sense on paper and it didn't make sense in, uh, and in in real life, either they would have been better off going the buddy healed route, get some perimeter shooting. You know, if, if they didn't sign, uh, if they didn't sign Westbrook, they would have been able to keep more of their role players. And uh yeah, uh, tough, tough. And I have to say, it's gonna, it, it's bad for the league that LeBron isn't in playoffs. Like, yeah, it's that's, terrible. That, that's bad for the
0: league. Yeah, because you look at as soon as they, I was never a believer in the Lakers. I never thought they had a. They had a chicken's dick's, chicken dick's chance of winning the title. Like I did not. Yep. Russ doesn't fit within that system. He needs the ball in his hands, but also LeBron does as well. Anthony Davis, if you breathe on any part of him, he's gonna have a hurt back or a hurt ankle. It's, it's like he's guaranteed to miss thirty games in a season. Like yeah. he he can't stay healthy. So and the role players are gone. Caruso's gone. Kuzma's gone. Uh, KCP is gone. Yeah. Like no one's there anymore. And the fact that they traded all those pieces for Russ, if they were to trade Russ, they would get half the package they gave up for Russ. Like they would get half of that. So like they immediately like diminished and they take on 44 million dollars or something around there. Like to have success around LeBron, you need spot up shooters, like you said. And the fact that they didn't go the Buddy Heald route is one of is a, it's crazy to me because the Buddy heel has been one of the most prolific three point shooters in the league the past few years. And it's Crusoe's shown to be like one of the most aggressive defenders without being an idiot like Pat Beverly. But Crusoe's yep. been amazing. has yep. had success. Had a great year with Chicago. Yeah, Kuzma's done very well on the Wizards now that he's had the pressure oh, off of oh, him. Kuzma, be... I thought you said Caruso. Yeah, Kuzma good year with the Wizards too. No, yeah, but I did say Caruso, he's done exceptional in Chicago. Yep. So Yep. Yeah, the Lakers year it was just it was it was not good. And yeah, every now and again I feel bad for Russ, but also he's got to take some responsibility, right? Like he's not playing up to his contract. Nope. And but and- he
1: he hadn't been playing better than that for yeah, the last
0: couple of years. Like, exactly.
1: He, you know, as, as the late Dennis green would say, old coach of the Arizona Cardinals, we are who we thought they were. And, yeah. and that's, they got the guy they traded for, like he didn't have a down year. That's what he's been the last couple of years.
0: Yeah. It's, I'm, uh, I feel like I, I the playoffs are always better with LeBron, but I'm not, I'm surprised they missed the playoffs, but I mean it's just like when you're not getting the performances you need and AD is probably the one of the best players on the team. Like I don't know if you want to put him above LeBron, but I mean like like when healthy AD is an absolute beast, but availability is your best ability. And if you can't yep. play, then what are you, right? So yeah, that's that's the two cents on the Lakers, and it's gonna. I don't even know what. What do you think their next step should be? They're gonna have to unload Russ's contract, and
1: uh, yeah, I I don't know what they do from there. I you 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 diversify from there, and then hope that LeBron and AD can stay healthy.
0: Like the fact that they gave up so much for Russ, and then they're probably gonna look to construct a roster like they had before yep. Russ. No, yep. is just laugh out loud funny i was gonna say i'm like
1: it doesn't bum me out i think it uh like it it, i find it very funny and kind of like kind of perfect you know because lebron has always has been the puppeteer um which he has the right to be but uh you know the way he goes about it i think is a little bit like uh yeah like like he doesn't fully embrace the fact that he's also the GM. He tries to act like he's not. Instead of just going out and saying, like, hey, I'm LeBron. I I call the shots, you know? Yeah. Um
0: so yeah, I I tough luck. Tough luck. Yeah. Uh Frank Vogel got let go. Um, where do you think they they've been linked to Nick Nurse? Where do you think do you have any Idea of who they should go with as head coach, or is it kind of too early to really tell right now?
1: Yeah, I think it's too early to tell. Once And I, I, I hate when coaches get linked uh while they still have their current jobs.
0: Yeah, and like, I honestly don't think Nick Nurse is leaving Toronto. I think no. he's just, I think and he's going way too you close were, to them.
1: If you were like Siakam or or Van Fleet, you'd, be, you'd hear this and be like, what "The hell is this? like, yeah. this, like we're playing in the playoffs? Yeah, in a couple of days. Yeah, what, what is you know?" We don't need this.
0: And if I was, yeah, if I was Nick Nurse, I'd love to stay in Toronto. I mean, great basketball city. You got an up and coming roster. Yep. You got the support of all of Canada behind you. And if I were to coach the Lakers, I'd be like overshadowed by LeBron. I wouldn't even be able to make the calls that I want. And I feel like I just wouldn't want to be like the beta in the coaching staff. I'd want to like be able to call the shots. And I feel like if you're on the Lakers, LeBron's gonna do everything. You're just a pawn. Yeah. You just you're literally there to fill a position. You're not actually gonna be coaching the team. You're gonna be like coaching the role players. Yeah. But like even then, LeBron's gonna be like, no, like I want to do this. And like, what are you gonna say? No. Right. Like, he's just gonna get you fired. So I I if I was Nick Nurse, I would just stay put in Toronto. You have a good thing going, I would stay there too. Yeah. But I wanted to bring up – because I have the standings in front of me here and the Heat sit at top of the East and then the Hornets sit in 10th, um, last spot in the play-in. In the West, you got the Suns at the top, just set a franchise record for wins in a season, and then you got the Spurs at the 10th spot, last in the play Who do you ha- have as, like, a contender? Who do you have as a pretender? Um, what do you? Who do you kind of are looking forward to watching going into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I
1: think – I think in the West, it, it really starts with the Suns. It's a weird year for the West where, you know, we're used to the West being dominant, but the, the West doesn't have that same depth. Every team in the West really has a lot of questions. You know, the Mavericks, you have a guy like, uh, you know, you have Luca, but the supporting cast look good in the regular season. You know, do they have enough? Same thing kind of goes with Denver. They're decimated with injuries. Um, so I, I, I think the favorite has to be the one seed in the West with the Suns. The East, yeah. the East is wide open. East is wide open. Um, the Sixers can obviously do it because you know you have an MVP candidate, if not the MVP. Although I don't think Harden going to the Sixers has really worked out quite as well as they would have hoped. Celtics are playing unbelievable. I, I, think, I think people are discounting the Celtics, but I, I really think that they could come out people are also discounting the heat. Um, but I, I love their toughness one through five and the fact that they can, uh, you know, they can really switch one through five and, and, and D up and, uh, you know, not just, not just one through five, but they have the depth, you know, if someone gets in foul troubles, uh, foul trouble, someone gets injured. Um, and then of course you have the bucks who, uh, have have looked unstoppable and, and Giannis is just keep just keeps getting better. It, it it really doesn't make any sense because you can't guard him. It's you, you can't guard him. And <laughs> and now his mid-range, his mid-range has gotten to be yeah. pretty elite as well. I I think I saw he's shooting around like 42, 43% for mid-range. So, that's so which, scary. which is well above league average. And and you know, he just keeps adding things to his game. So I, I, before every playoffs, it always starts with the one seeds. Um, but I even though I would say the Bucs are maybe even better than the Suns, I think the Bucs are probably the best team in basketball. I think the Suns have a better shot of coming out of the West because of their road uh, opposed to opposed to the Bucs because
0: the the East is really sacked, really is. Yeah, I, I really like the Suns. I think Booker and Paul, have, I think Paul's been kind of like overlooked this year. Yep. And he, he's just... I mean, he's been on four different rosters when they've set um, franchise. How do I phrase it? Franchise record wins in the season. He's been on four different teams to do that, which is unbelievable in its own right. But I I like your point about the heat, their toughness and stuff. And you got to like Spolstra is one of the best coaches in the league, too. And he's had the success of like, that playoff success of winning some chips and i i i really like the heat but i really think they're we're gonna see a rematch in the final of sun's bucks and yeah i wouldn't be opposed i wouldn't be opposed at all yeah and i think it would be even better than last year it's just gonna be extremely entertaining yeah, but, uh,
1: by the way, I, I have to tell you the funniest thing just happened in this game. They just Yeah, called, I saw you looking that way. What, uh, K- K- KD missed a free throw. The, the, there's 10 seconds left in this game. KD misses a free throw. Cleveland gets a rebound. They call a, a BS lane violation on the Cavs. And uh, it was such BS that KD is at the line laughing. Like, wow, I can't believe they just called that. Literally laughing at the refs. Like, wow, that, what a bad call that was. Uh, and then, of course, hits the next free throw.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. So what's that, this, that, what's that, the caught, that caught the, the game. corner
1: of my eye. Uh, uh, ball, uh, Brooklyn is up six with uh, with nine seconds left. Sorry, that 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 distracted me big time there.
0: That's unbelievable. A lane violation. Is that just, like, coming in too early? Literally just stepping over the line, which they never call that. I mean, they never call that in the NBA. That's so ticky-tacky. I hate that. It's so ticky-tacky. Like I know it's a rule, but like, who actually calls those? Like, who? Why waste our time? Yeah, absurd. <laughs> like, no one's gonna be like, "Hey, that was that was a lane violent. Everyone's gonna be like, "Hey, yeah, like whatever." Absurd. What yeah, absurd. But um, the Bulls last team. Uh, actually, no. Do you know what? Screw that. No, Bulls are, the
1: Bulls are gonna get swept.
0: Yeah. Who's your MVP right now? Jokic. Yeah. I like that I like roster is too. decimated. And the fact that he's doing what he's doing with that roster, I think it has to be Jokic. I saw he was like the first player. I'm going to butcher the stat. I, I'm i sorry, but he was like the first player either in the last X amount of years or in NBA history to put up like 2000, like, oh, man, I, I forget what it was, but it was like, thou- 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists, and, like, X amount of points in a season. I forget what numbers they were. So, this is, like, I'm talking out of my ass right now. But, I mean, just for that and to put them in a playoff spot, not a play-in spot, a playoff spot without their starting point guard. Yep. And MPJ was hurt for, like, and playing, like, shit, too. Like, he was playing, like, ass to start the year, and then he had back surgery, so he missed the second half of the season. Like, Jokic has literally put that team on his back. And I think it's without a doubt should be Jokic.
1: Yeah, I do too. And I think it's also really cool that, you know, it's, it's really a three horse race right now. And all three are international centers because it's very rare that a guard isn't in that conversation for MVP. And it, I think it's just, it shows a lot about basketball that all three are from overseas. Um, so I just a, a quick anecdote, like that's talk about the health of the game. That's, that's a, a pretty cool stat.
0: Yeah. So on, uh, it was against the Nuggets on a Thursday night. Nuggets start etched his name into the NBA history books by setting a never before done record, 2000 points, 1000 rebounds and 500 assists. And he's like a, and he's a center.
1: It, it's, it's really unbelievable. like. You cannot really quantify, actually you can because they're in the playoffs, but the the impact, he has to be the most, when you talk about most valuable, you take him off that team, come on. They're nothing. They're nothing. They're nothing.
0: nothing. It's unbelievable. But, all right, we're going to shift to the NHL, and then I'll let you go. Let's talk puck. Let's talk puck. Let's talk some puck. So, uh, one thing, I don't know if you caught this, but Wayne Simmons and Patrick Maroon both got 10-minute misconducts for chirping. What is this league, man? Yeah. So in,
1: in a, uh, in a vacuum, what is that? Um, I wasn't watching that whole game. Uh, you know, I'm also a fan of if the game is basically over and the refs just have to do what they have to do to get people off the ice and get this game over. And we all know that feeling when a game spirals out of control. I don't know if this was that because I wasn't watching that game. I only saw, I only saw it in a vacuum, but, uh, yeah, that's a joke.
0: Like, unless something was like racially said, which I would have heard about, I think a bigger reaction would have been. Um right. a bigger reaction out of Wayne Simmons would have happened instead of just yep. chirping back. And they were talking over the middle the glass between the benches. So I'm sure a mic would have picked it up. Right.
1: And we would have heard I mean, we would have heard about it at this yeah, point.
0: Exactly. So the fact that they got 10 minutes. From the, and, and Patrick Maroon
1: isn't that kind of guy.
0: No, he's a family guy. He yeah. he leaves all the chirping on the ice. He never bring, He's a really respectful guy. If you listen to any interviews, yeah, of course, of course, he's, he's a gem of the league, and he's never caused any real trouble in the league. He just yeah, wants it to was. Get it. it was it was a soft move. It was a yeah, soft move. It was terrible. So I wanted to touch on that. But, but you know I, what?
1: You know what? I did not have an issue with was uh, was Malkin getting getting a four game sussy.
0: Yeah, that's one I was uh, going to talk about next. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't have an issue with that, and no, uh, I, I've I'm not a uh,
1: like as a Rangers fan. I just I'm I'm sick of the Penguins. I think, yeah. as most fans are, um, I actually went to the Rangers Pens game last week in New York, and it was the game where the Pens, yeah, the Pens just didn't leave the ice, and then uh, you know Malkin and and uh, you know really instigating it at the end. And Igor waves by to them. I, I thought they acted like a bunch of cowards at the end of that game. So to see him be classic Gino and get a four game saucy for it, I was fine with it. Yeah, I uh I, I don't I'll think he's a dirty player, but like I, I think he'll just get angry and do something and thinks he gets away with it because he's a
0: superstar. He's a Russian superstar, he has a short fuse and he right, like you say, he expects to get away with it. Yeah. Russians have short fuse except like Ovechkin, he doesn't really have a fuse to him, but like he's crazy. Right. He's a legit yeah, of crazy course. person, of course. <laughs> but I'll be honest. I had my heart um, connected to the Penguins because of my fantasy league. I had Crosby, Gensel, and Latang, mm. and I had an absolute, Alex, listen to this, man. This is why this is a bad part of fantasy. You don't want to get into. I traded, I it's a two-player keeper league. I traded uh-huh. my first five-round picks. I got, I had like Eichel, Crosby, Gensel, Adam Fox, UC Soros, Victor Hedman, like I had that's not even that's like tip of the iceberg like I traded for Andrei Sveshnikov like I had an elite team blew a stinker in the quarterfinals and I got Mm. bounced Mm. Uh, I was in second place the entire way and they played their worst week and then they gave me hope on Sunday, I put up a hundred spot on Sunday got in the lead by five points But then he had the winning goalie of the team and got an extra five and I got bounced by 13 points. Man, I was so mad. But, yeah, I had my heart connected to the Penguins for a bit. So I got to do that. But uh, talk about a fantasy star, Austin Matthews. He's on an absolute tear right now. He has 58 goals in 67 games. And I want to ask you this. He has 10 games remaining. Does he hit 70? Because he's going to hit 60. He's going to hit 60. He's going to hit 60. I said he's going to hit 66. I, I, I think 66 is something he can How hit. many games left? 10.
1: No, he's not going to hit 70.
0: No? I don't think he's going to yeah, hit 70. Yeah, he has like a – probably out of 10, his remaining schedule is probably like a five or six. Like he has some – Plays Florida a couple times. There's a uh, Washington. Like there's some tough games, tough left. matchups. Yeah, I uh, he'll he'll get
1: to sixty. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna get to seventy. I bet you he doesn't get to sixty five. No, no. Because yeah. I just heard you know, Flor. I look. Florida is a tough matchup. They have him a couple. They're times. a wagon right now. They're 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 rolling right now. Um. Look, there there's something about hockey where yeah. in the last couple weeks going into the playoffs, the refs swallow their whistles. The 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 elite goal scorers have a tougher time scoring. Yeah. Um, it the game changes. Like let's call it the, it is a different game in January and and in the beginning part of the year as it is this time of year. And yes, Matthews is doing it now. You you put teams like uh like like Florida, Washington up against him this time of year. They'll be rough with him. Be, and he'll get his goals, but I don't think he's gonna get to I don't think he's gonna get to uh, to 70. Cause 65, he could easily do that. I I'm just predicting that he doesn't, but I mean shit, it would be awesome if he did.
0: 70 is gonna be tough, but 70 would be tough. So right now the they sit. Uh, right now, projected to play Tampa. They're second in the Atlantic, four points ahead of Tampa. Is that a first round bounce for them this year still? Because I mean, Tampa in the playoffs, like yeah, take away that that four game sweep doesn't help them at all. But like, I think that I don't see them beating Tampa. I don't. Yeah, I don't see them beating Tampa. I, I, I see uh, that in the playoffs, dude. It's a tough draw. that in the playoffs, dude. He's one of the best goalies of all time in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that'd be a tough draw. So, be tough. but uh, the East of, is
1: the East is will be in in both oh. basketball and hockey. The East is going to be electric these playoffs yeah. in,
0: in both leagues. Who do you have as a kind of your uh, Stanley Cup uh, pick? And how do you think? Well, how do you think the Rangers will do? I mean, they're so, uh, they're faced the right now. They're drawn against Pittsburgh. Which will be a electric series, but what? How do you think the Rangers will do? So,
1: uh, let me, I'll give you my short answer first. My short answer in terms of my dark horse is actually the team the Rangers played tonight, and uh, Carolina, and Carolina, because they play, they they are such a heavy team that I think that they're made for for this time of year, where you know you better be able to throw the body around and and do it for you know for potentially sixteen wins. Um, I I I think they they're definitely uh, a strong favorite to come out of these. The Rangers, people have been have been discounting the Rangers, and I think there's two things to be said. One is I think they're as good as the record says they are. Like they are they are all that. With that being said, there are an extreme like if Igor if something happens to Igor, they're, they're not going anywhere because Igor, in my opinion should get MVP votes this year. He, he is that type of difference maker for the Rangers where they go from a cup contender to maybe a different degree than the team like the Canes or, uh, or Florida um, to, to a borderline, you know, I don't want to say borderline playoff team, but maybe even a borderline playoff team. He's having a long twist type of year. Um, the one thing that scares me about the Rangers is they are bottom 10 in even strength goals. Yeah. That's, you know, you aren't getting a lot of power plays in the playoffs. You're just not. So, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of Crider in front of the net. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of Mika on the power play. Um, yeah, Crider just, just notched his 50th goal of the year. Tonight. Oh, he got
0: 50? That's awesome. cride has got 50. Um, Crazy, though. Totally unexpected.
1: Unexpected, yes. But, like, 10 years ago... Because I, I was at his first couple of games in 2012. I, you know, this time, we thought he was going to have years like this. And then we kind of gave up hope that, like, okay, he's
0: good. But he was he due that. For, he was due for a season like this. He was due. Because, yeah, I mean, I, a player of his caliber, like, he should be kind of – not should be producing, but you kind of, like, expect him to produce at this level. And I'm happy to see that he finally got to that point this year. And I hope he it gets, continues. He,
1: his his skill set really – we thought he was going to be a different type of player with his speed and, uh, uh like, the the line that we, they would always say in New York is skates like Haglin shoots like Gabrick. We're talking about that long ago when he was coming up with that. We're talking Carl Haglin and Marion um But he's – like, that's not how he gets his goals. He's he's played like a true power forward and, you know, 50-burger 50, 50 on the year. Yeah. Awesome. No, 100%. So, but- I, I – I, I'm – I will be disappointed if the Rangers don't win a series,
0: yeah, I will too to be honest yeah. i I hope they do. I like New York um it's not like the obnoxious hockey market like Toronto is. I can't stand Toronto. I like their players on the team right I don't, I don't hate any of their players. Toronto's like the Yankees. but the way the market and like the media treats them is like, oh my gosh, like get lost like I can't stand it, but New York. I one of the besters in the league and I just like some of their players. But yeah, I hope they're five on five, even strength goals, like even strength play, um, gets hot around playoff time. But I wanna I wanna go back to Carolina because to me they're like they're my cup favorite. I yep. have them at least in the cup final. Yep. Then versus Colorado, like that's my Absolutely. Pick. And I relate them a lot to like the 2010 Kings, except they're just a better regular season team. The Kings are a team where it's like they would just play to make the playoffs and no matter what seed they won the cup as an eighth seed like they just snuck in the playoffs they yeah. beat my canucks in five and twenty twelve yep. they won the cup against um no twenty twelve was the devils
1: it was twenty fourteen they beat the rangers
0: yeah but twenty twelve they just dominated and they were a team that was built for the playoffs and I really think like that's the same with the canes they're yep. well coached and they um, got yeah, Aho Feshnikov. Yep. And they got the defense, too. They, they have all,
1: all these former Rangers who are now, yeah.
0: you know, Tony
1: D'Angelo, uh, Jesper, Jesper Fast. Yeah. Uh, 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 what's his name? Brady Shea. Yeah. All these former Rangers killing me. Absolutely killing me.
0: Yeah. So Carolina is a team that I just love, and I think they're going to do great in the playoffs. And right now they're drawn to play the Bruins. Man,
1: so, oh my god that that will be that will be another bloodbath. Yeah, I mean, look, every hockey playoff series is is a bloodbath. But you talk about Rangers pens, you talk about Carolina, Boston, you talk about uh, Tampa Bay, Toronto. Uh um, yeah. actually, t- honestly, Tampa Bay, Toronto will probably be less of a bloodbath than the other two because be those are Yeah, those those are more skilled team than uh than than heavy teams. But man, can't That's, wait.
0: So right now as a playoff state, we got Carolina Caps and then Rangers, Penguins, Panthers, Cap, uh no, Hurricanes, Bruins, uh, Rangers, Penguins, and then Panthers, Caps, and then Lease Lightning. And over in the West, here we got Colorado and Dallas. And then Man, Colorado's Wild- gonna spank them. Yeah, and then Wild, Minnesota, and St. Louis. That will be a good series. I'm That'll be say. a good series. If, if they start that, I'll be very excited for that one. And then we got Calgary. Nashville and then the Oilers versus Kings. So I'm excited for these playoffs. That's how it sits right now. Mm-hmm. And uh man, I couldn't be excited for this time of year. Alex man, Great time of year. Thank pr- you for having me on, my man. I appreciate you coming on, brother. It was a hell of a time. Uh hopefully we do it sometime in the future. I know you're a busy guy, but I look forward to having you on again sometime. Hopefully. Absolutely. But, uh This is your time to plug anything you're working on. Where can the people find you, my guy? Hey, throw me a follow on Instagram at Overtime Day.
1: All my content is on there. And it's the same thing on Instagram and TikTok at Overtime Day. And if you enjoy it that much, go ahead and follow at Overtime Blocks too. That's more of the stuff I do with overtime. And uh, my personal is a little bit of me, a little bit of the company. So yeah, check
0: me out there. I appreciate you having me on, man. I'll, uh, I'll put all your stuff in the podcast description and YouTube description, but everyone, you guys know where to follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LeFave, on Twitter at JevinLeFave, find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Heavy underscore. As I mentioned before, if you're listening to this, but you want to watch it instead, head over to the YouTube channel, Left Side Heavy. subscribe, ring the bell, press all those notifications, I, uh, it really helps grow the show. And Alex, man, thank you once again for coming on and giving me your time. It's a hell of an episode, as always. And for you folks, thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Did you lose it?